You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. I'm a doctor, not a podcast, Cinema Geekly Star Trek podcast. It's the Chief Petty Officer, Anthony Lewis, along with the Fleet Admiral himself, Ben Knight. Hello, Ben! This podcast will be assimilated. Resistance is futile. Oh, no! <coughs> oh, oh you have something in my throat, then. Are you so okay? <coughs> oh, dear. Uh, yes, hello. Hello. Hi. Yes. Are you yes. okay? No walk here, honestly. No, okay, sure. good. Good. Uh, I'm glad. It's, I hear that's going around a little bit. So yeah. nice yeah. to hear that. I'm just going to keep my six foot distance here between us. Uh, that's probably best. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, right, we, it only stings a little. Th- that's good. Yeah, yeah. I Well, you know, I hear nowadays it's really more of a... Uh, you know, like a Vulcan mind meld kind of touch as opposed to like a, a tubule jab in the neck. So it is, it's the new cuddly friendly face of the Borg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, really Ben assimilation has just become a way of, you know, letting you know that, you know, vaccines aren't really all that bad. It may sound scary, but it's not so bad. Uh, once you get it, uh, <laughs> That's the message we're going for here. Uh, So we're here to talk about Star Trek Picard Season 2, Episode 10, called Farewell. And it was quite a farewell on on some... on some, uh, well, not just some, but a a variety of of degrees. Uh, I actually... I'm just going to come out and say it. I actually liked this episode. I I wasn't Mm -hmm. in love with it. Uh, it definitely had some problems, but uh, weirdly enough, as we were sort of mentioning last week, this was sort of suffering from the same problems I was having with the Moon Knight show. Uh, and uh, listeners of that podcast will know that I they also kind of managed to salvage in their last episode. They managed to wrap up the things they needed to wrap up in a way that didn't feel rushed or yeah. horribly like poorly paced. I feel like they did a good job of that in this episode too. Like it's not a hundred percent. They absolutely could have paced this series better, but yeah, they did manage to end this in a way like way better than last it season's two goes. Yeah. It took two goes to unpack it for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like this lands way better than the season one finale landed for me. For sure. uh, this worked, uh, but let's talk about what happened in it. Uh, well, in, in, in generalities, and then we will go a little bit deeper as we normally do. So despite Picard's protest, Talon interprets the Borg queen's message as her needing to sacrifice herself to save Renee Picard, which uh, honestly, given what the message was, I really couldn't see any other way of that panning mm-hmm. out. Uh, she uses a holographic t- uh, disguise to thwart uh, Aaron Soong's murder attempt on Renee and dies in Picard's arms while Renee departs to the uh, on her on her rocket to the Europa mission uh, as intended. 
After his failure, Soong returns to his home to find that Corey has deleted all of his files. Uh, all of his work is now gone, though he still has a physical file labeled Project Khan. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Corey is recruited to join the Travelers by Wesley Crusher, of all people. And Rios decides to stay in the past with Teresa. Q and Picard discuss the purpose of the trial, with Q hoping that Picard has learned to let go of the past and accept love. Q then uses the last of his powers to send Picard, Seven, and Rafi back to the Stargazer at the moment they left in their own timeline, where Elfnor is still alive. Ben was overjoyed, I'm sure. I was thrilled. (laughs) Picard recognizes that this Borg queen is actually Agnes Gerardi, whose collective has detected a new transwarp conduit that they offer to monitor as provisional members of the United Federation of Planets. After reuniting with the older Guinan and learning about Rios' life in the 21st century, Picard returns to his chateau and asks Laris for a second chance at being together. Uh, so, Ben, what did you make of episode 10? Um, well, uh, similar to you, I enjoyed this episode. I was also not in love with it, although the second mm-hmm. watching of it, I, I enjoyed more, I think. Okay. Um, the... So this is the sort of the sort of bunched up issue with when you tell stories at the particular rate that they did in the show. Right. Um, this episode contains a lot, and so much so that you know, even discussing it and dissecting it as we do on this show every week, I still got to the end of this and thought, right, hang on a minute, where the, there's some loose ends in here somewhere. It felt like there were still some. Um, I couldn't immediately put my finger on them, uh, but. Um, there's there's so much going on in this episode. Um, the let's deal with the headline, so I guess. So Q um, is well, dead may not be the right word because, of course, I mean, well, he's yeah, until you yeah. see the body. <laughs> that's well, the rule, right? right? Yeah, and you know, it was at least a um, a, a shift in um, the nature of his being, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Um, he turns out he just loves Picard, which is um, <laughs> a little <laughs> weird. Yeah, but clearly he likes wrong. Him. Right. Yeah. Um, I I actually I thought when I could sort of see that that was really where they were going. I I was getting sort of ready to kind of hate it a little bit, but mm-hmm. actually it was, I mean, it's a testament to the performance of, of these two actors, isn't it? Is oh, that that absolutely. Was, yeah, I, I I bought their closure, um, mm-hmm. which which was good. Um, I think we, I mean, the Borg's the biggest mystery in this now, because we've got a, a, a future, or a, well, a, a present by the end of it, where we have the Borg who um, are still clearly perceived to be a threat by the Federation. Yes. Um, because of what's happening. I mean, everybody else on that uh, on that ship is um, on the Stargazer. That is, 
is sort of reacting as they would traditionally to the Borg tipping up and, you know, <laughs> trashing their bridge and yes. what have you. And they, you know, they apparently have lived in a timeline where the Borg has been a sort of at least a semi-benevolent entity. Mm-hmm. So that's a bit weird. And, of course, we've still got um, uh, Seven as Seven. Now, OK, time bubble, whatever, I guess. But, you know, she is she's ex-Borg, so that that sort of that that whole timeline still exists right um it's going to be interesting to see whether we get any more unpacking of what's different about the borg now um in uh in season three but i think it's unlikely i think the borg are going to end up being an ally with the federation um for whatever it is that let's be honest we know is coming through that wormhole mm-hmm. uh, at some point or not wormhole that um uh transport conduit yeah so you know, I'm quite excited by that. Mm-hmm. At the same time, what I really hope is that we don't just have, you know, <laughs> sort of idea that, well, the, the Borg were a completely different type of entity for the entire of this 400 years, and and yet everything that we know to have happened with the Borg has still happened, you know? Right. Um, so do we have the first attack on Federation space by the Borg, which was a crucial part of, uh, of Star Trek history. Mm-hmm. Um, do, you know, there's all sorts of stuff in there that, that I find curious. I mean, the Voyager's fate presumably was, was very different if the Borg were not, um, malevolent or as malevolent as, um, uh, as they have been in the original timeline. So there's a lot of interesting stuff going on there. Right. Um, We've got the the issue of Picard and and his mum. I have to say, I, f- I found that the least compelling of the the storylines to run through season two. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it was a effectively it was a storytelling device rather than anything else. It it provided some, I guess, some masking for for what Q was about. And really, it doesn't massively bear scrutiny if you look at why Q did what he did mm-hmm. with Picard. I mean, yes, okay, it was to free him from the shackles, blah, 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 whatever. Um, I mean, if he'd really wanted to do that, frankly, he could have changed some part of that, but he yeah. chose not to. Um, eh, I mean, you know how Q through. does You know how Q does things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Q works in mysterious ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't particularly in love with that aspect of it, but, yeah. you know, it, it was what it was. Um then we get to perhaps the other most interesting bit, which I get the feeling this this is this was a tidying up exercise in some ways. So what you've now got is our various time traveling, um, seemingly omnipotent uh, species are now being kind of tidied up. So mm-hmm. we're having um, you know these massive, massive powers that exist in in Star Trek already. Yes, being brought out of the shadows and being shuffled into a context rather than just being yeah. these people exist. Um, Which honestly, so, is the kind of stuff I live for. Yeah. So we've got Allurians. We've got. Uh, I suppose technically you'd have to count the Borg in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess Krenum may appear if we're, if we're really going to complete the exercise. Possibly. Um, you know, we've got all of all of that going, and obviously the the, the travelers and and so on, um, and of course, um, you know, those stories are not done yet. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how they feature in season three. Because let's be mm-hmm. let's call this straight away: um, the travelers will be in season three. Um, the 
the Borg will be in it, but in, in a different capacity. Right. Uh, we will um, we'll obviously, I think, see uh, uh, some sort of alteration in the timeline relating to the eugenics uh war i suspect that quite be, possibly yes yeah that's got to feel that it's going to be a, a thing i wonder if on this timeline um the, uh, the i suppose the refugees of the uh eugenics war as i suppose they would be mm-hmm. um have escaped as they did in the original timeline um on their own <clears throat> and instead of coming back uh much much earlier to cause bother maybe that's who's responsible for this Transwarp conduit, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's clear that, you know, we need the OG, well, not quite OG, the the TNG uh, yeah. team back together to... <laughs> the to OTNG, yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> so there's a lot of, you know, shuffling things into order for mm-hmm. season three. Now, it's no small feat, I would say, to, to pull all of those things t- together in the way they did. Um, there's been casualties along the way, though. Um, <clears throat> putting aside the, the Borg's history and and how that may have now changed, um, we've obviously lost uh, um, uh, for some reason his name's just Rios. Gone out of my brain. Yes, thank you. Yeah. We've lost uh, Chris Rios, which uh, it's I mean, a little disappointing. Know, but it is disappointing actually. I I I really quite like Chris Rios. Yeah, um, I mean, his, what uh, his character did was totally understandable for the situation, but it's yeah. a shame to lose that character. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that's true. I, I'm less concerned about losing um, uh, Soji or Core, if you prefer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm slightly sad at losing um, Talon slash Laris. Yeah, uh, who I thought Laris had had more of a story to. To, to be involved in so mm-hmm. but of course she i say we've lost it we she might stick around yeah. she well it would appear she's sticking around with, with jean-luc isn't talon it? So, felt much more interesting but to be fair that character mm. got a lot more screen time so yeah, yeah, yeah for sure um <clears throat> we've got um cadet elnor elfnor uh <laughs> who I, I suspect we're not going to see in season three because there's not really any point um, <laughs> ben's hopeful and, thinking <laughs> Well, absolutely. Yeah, and you know, I'm. I guess the book's still open on uh, on John Delancey, but yeah, um, you know, it uh, for all of the frustrations with season two, I think the the overall conclusion of it felt satisfying, if a little, um, sort of data blasted at us. Yeah, um, there th- there was no reason for me that. More of, um, more of that story couldn't have been just slightly dispersed. Yeah, um, I, I have to say, Will Wheaton's um, sort of odd scene about uh, about the travelers, which I assume again is part of the setup for um, season three. Yeah, I, I still didn't particularly enjoy his performance. Um, he, I'm afraid, he still for me comes across as someone who's a little bit too self-aware in that role mm-hmm. um it it just felt very much like a cameo obviously yeah i suppose it was yes but i i would like perhaps to see a, a more uh, a, just a more compelling version of that performance and mm-hmm. that character but i suppose in fairness um you know wes does still live there but he's also been one of the travelers for however long we don't know yeah uh, or indeed whether the term how long 
even applies that question yeah yes um so i suppose but uh, from an actor's point of view i suppose wheaton mm-hmm. has not yet really had any opportunity to grow into the traveler version of no of not Russia, really so. this is sort of yeah. the first time he really got to play that version of himself yeah which exactly. is probably a little weird it's like trying on a suit that looks familiar but doesn't quite mm. feel the same yeah yeah I, I, and i think the other thing um assuming there's not we're not being sort of double moffatted anywhere here is that mm. we're we're not apparently going to have seven and raffi in season three that would be um, a little i would be i would be upset they got a really nice moment in this episode uh yeah. that i'm glad they gave them the moment to have together but, but i don't see them being back for season three i mean the, right the, i think there's been some discussion online saying that it would appear that they're not back for season three. I mean, he, um, uh, I know, but it, like there's a moment in this that when they get back to the stargazer, like there's no Rios to be captain and Picard mm-hmm. kind of just field like field command gives her the captaincy <laughs> of the ship. And I'm like, I nice need to moment. see captain seven. Are you kidding me? Well, that, uh, also there was a weird thing about that scene <clears throat> mm-hmm. again, unless they're going to explain it with, sort of time bubbles or right wibbly wobbly timey wimey which is why is the ensign asking where captain rios is because captain rios is not in that timeline by that point right it's well, a weird paradox situation yeah it is a weird pair i mean because it depends on how you want to define your timeline splitting like this was sort of a um this feels more like a back to the future timeline thingy, like where yeah. to the ensign, like they disappeared for a second and then reappeared or like, maybe it feels like they never left, but only Rios disappeared and the timeline was altered, but they've fixed it. So, uh, you know, none of the, but that doesn't really explain the Jurati stuff at all. Mm, uh, no. because Jurati's, you know, the, the Borgati, it feels like she was left back in time with everybody. And maybe, maybe she was, maybe Q only snapped those people back to the moment, uh, that they left, but he didn't snap Borgati back and she stayed in the past Mm. and, uh, built up her new collective, which I guess is not, you know, there's still not a collective. now. (laughs) there's still the, (laughs) right. There's still the bad Borg out there somewhere. Uh, presumably, um, there's, yeah. there's yeah. some things I, I liked how the, I thought, I thought the Wesley cameo was okay. Uh, I mean, I can see where you're coming from. Like I, when I think about the dialogue or the delivery or whatever, I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I absolutely sense some hints of that in there, but I do mm-hmm. like how they sort of, you know, they're like, yeah, the travelers, like we're the people who sent Talon, which means like, you know, they're the people who sent Gary seven. Like, so there's like an answer to that, uh, which you know, some people are like, I don't give a fuck about, you know, there's this thing about like, you know, who cares about how Han Solo got his gun, <laughs> which to be fair, true. Like nobody cares about how Han Solo got his gun, but like, that's a very, you know, that's a, an accessory on a character, you know, mm-hmm. Gary seven is a, or that was his name, right? Um, yeah. like he was kind of a mysterious character. And he was sent from the past into the, or sent from the future into the past or whatever to, to do this thing, but by whom we do not know. And it makes sense that it's the travelers, uh, I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, so, so it was the only option really, wasn't it? Right. So that, you know, unless it's some, 
you know, other entity that we don't know anything about. But, you know, why, you know, why do that? Some people are like, why answer it at all? Which, you know, I get it if you don't care. But for me, this is like things that my brain loves. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, yeah, tie more things together, please. Like the more you do this, the more I like it. Um, The thing with Aaron Soong and Project Khan, like, Part of me was like, are they trying to like retcon the whole? Because the eugenics wars takes place in the 90s, which, yeah. you know, is like, okay, that's an impossibility because we've lived through the 90s. And then the books, yeah. uh, the books sort of turned it into like, it was more like secret wars, like all these things you've heard about or rumors about, like those were the eugenics wars, like all these coups or like all this black site stuff or all these things off the record like that was eugenics wars and i think it did i've never read them but people have said that they did a good job of tying it into that to sort of make it fit like that was a retcon that sort of fits and maybe they're doing that here but also maybe this is just instead of that instead of a retcon maybe this is just a call to his enterprise appearance um, mm. where he is obviously playing another ancestor of this Aaron Soong fellow who is probably playing an ancestor of another guy. Um, but he, uh, you know, he was a eugenics scientist who then freed a bunch of, uh, you know, augments, right? There's a, an enterprise two-parter, which actually plays in, in part in more than just two episodes, but, yeah. Um, cause they tie that whole augment thing into why the Klingons look different as well. Um, and maybe that's all that this is like project Khan is just referring to Khan who already exists and is already frozen and is already thrown into space. But this is like, you know, more eugenics works that his, uh, you know, that the people who follow him, his successors mm-hmm. in his family will continue. Like that's the work they're going to to work on is like this eugenic stuff, which could tie in safely and nicely to the canon of Star Trek without retconning anything. But I feel yeah. like they left it vague enough to have people wondering. Um, I liked, I don't mind the stuff with Picard and his mom, although they did, I feel like kind of stretch it out for quite a while, but I sort of yeah. like the idea. I really did grow to love the idea that, you know, Q has always said the trial never ends, but I feel like the trial for humanity did, but the trial for Picard did not. <clears throat> and that's because over time Q grew to like, or maybe even love Picard as a friend and saw him grow into old age as somebody who could never accept love from anyone else and wanted him to go on the journey to discover why that's the case except that things are the way they are and, you know, allow yourself before it's too late to let yourself be loved by somebody else. I I actually really like the message of that, which is kind of a weird turn for Q. It doesn't feel Q like, but you know, he did say he's at the end of his life and whatever that means for a Q, uh, you know, people do tend to soften a little bit right at the uh, end of their life where they're like, maybe I was kind of a prick. Maybe that wasn't such a good thing. And at the end when he just like, I wasn't really feeling it emotionally until Picard just hugs him at the end. And for some reason that really hit me. Yeah. Same actually. I was just like, I did not expect for this to make me feel feelings. Um, but it did. And God damn you, Patrick Stewart. 
And damn you, John Delancey. Like, I, that was excellent. It was just cool, excellent. Yeah. yeah, they're, yeah they're, they're breaking news, the late, late review. These two men are good at acting. <laughs> um, Unlike Evan of Ogora. Yes. <laughs> Well, I um, mean, you know, I can, I can say Elfnor is is not in season three. I, I just found really a, a okay. Tweet, uh, sorry, an Instagram post two days ago from him. Um, There's a lovely photograph of him with seven Picards, uh, okay, Reinen and Raffi, and uh, it says a hacker, a listener, an admiral, a Borg, and an alien all walk into an altered timeline. And okay, I know I did a similar joke already, but I don't care. Season two is finished. Here's some oh behind the scenes. Uh, I won't be back for the third season of Picard, so to quote a mediocre band, thanks for the memories, you'll know the rest. Live long and prosper. (laughs) I quite like like a real person Elfnor as opposed to character Elfnor. Um, Yeah, same actually. uh, (laughs) So here's the thing, Ben. I know you didn't want to do this. And honestly, Mm. I don't know if you were thinking about it or if you were thinking about it, you were holding back on purpose. But... um, I, I'm a big fan of, uh, and, and I promise this will lead somewhere, but um, mm. my uh, my replicator is still broken and it's not dispensing synthahol. So uh, this will be a long way oh, around on, to get hang there. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, I can't be bothered walking back to my bar. Hang on, let me just... Uh, okay. Let's get that for you. Hold on. That do you? Mm. I mean, this, this would be a replacement for the vodka, but... Yeah, fair. Uh, yeah. I've already yeah. drank way too much of the real stuff on accident, so I appreciate it. <laughs> That's contraband. <laughs> You'll be in the brig by the end of this. Mm, thank you. Thank you for the Romulan ale. Uh, <laughs> they should really legalize that someday. Um, but I'm I'm a fan of I'm a fan of the Marvel movies. Okay, the MCU. I love that stuff. Can't get enough of it. And I really like watching. Um, Nerdist has these videos, right, that will do like spoilers and not just spoilers, they'll do like spoilers and Easter eggs and things you might have missed or whatever in various episodes or movies. And sometimes they will also place about uh, theories. And one of the long running theories in these Nerdist videos is that sometimes, mm. somewhere, eventually Mephisto will appear in a Marvel <laughs> movie, but he is yet to appear. Like, you know, is Mephisto in WandaVision? Oh, no, maybe he's in Doctor Strange. Nope, Mephisto has not appeared anywhere. Maybe he's in Loki. Nope, he's not in any of these things. But maybe someday. Mm. And I'll tell you what, Ben, we're talking about this this new warp conduit. Mm. And there's a threat that is approaching that clearly only the OTNG crew from Star Trek The Next Generation can like only them coming together like something crazy wild and crazy enough can do this and would have a specific knowledge of and and yes and uh i don't know if you noticed this and i don't know if this has been a running theme in the credits so maybe if it's been a running theme in the credits uh listeners out there please feel free to correct me but in uh i i often do not sit through the full end credits of a show usually i just Mm -hmm. hit the back button and then move on with my day um, but for whatever reason, I ended up sitting through the entire credits of the finale of Star Trek Picard season two. And, uh, not only was I sitting through them, but I was actually like reading them. And one of the special thanks they gave was to Star Trek online, Ben. Yes. And now one can only wonder oh, if season three's big villains will be the Iconians, Ben. Is it time? Is it finally time 
for Ben's I mean, favorite pet theory bad guy villains to show up and start. I mean, what else are they going to do? Time-travelly, godlike uh, yeah. race that everyone thought had become extinct. and Right. Um, Who's only been... Referenced in Star Trek since TNG. Only been um, referenced on television, never... Yes. Yeah, uh, I mean... What else are they going to do? It's not going to be the Borg. Uh, no, it, and it's not going to be the Undine, because the Borg at least didn't seem to recognize what was going on technologically here. No, no, um, and it wouldn't be the it wouldn't be the Klingons or the Romulans, it wouldn't be any of that stuff. No. Um is it some random Borg faction? Um right. I suppose that's possible, but it doesn't mm -hmm. seem very likely. Um I mean look, yeah. when 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 they're like, <laughs> look, hey, the travelers are back and mm -hmm. also like we're uniting all of these other past uh, Star Trek things under their umbrella like it feels like they're starting to go fan servicey and when you start doing that you start mm -hmm. picking up on like tiny little things that have only yeah. been mentioned and they're like you know what this has only really been mentioned maybe we should expand on it and what better place like this huge galactic threat uh, you know what, what, <laughs> what else could it be really uh, it makes sense that this I don't know why else they would be thinking Star Trek Online, maybe for some ship designs, perhaps? Well, the, the, there were some bits in there that were very clearly from Star Trek Online. So yeah, 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 yeah. There's various bits of maybe uh, one of the, one of the ships in the fleet. Oh, actually, mm. no, I'll tell you what it will be. Um, one of the ships in the fleet, which will have had screen time in, in those sequences towards the end, um, was one that was designed in an online competition for Star Trek Online. Oh, really? And it, yeah, and they mentioned some time ago that it had been inserted in uh, Lovely. the first episode, I think, of season two. Mm -hmm. So I, I, it's probably that, the fact that Star Trek Online have yeah. given them the, uh, the, the, the ship. Design. And by the way, I got I to gotta say, like, um, I really I do love the look of Discovery, I'm not entirely on board with the looks of some of these other future ships. Mm -hmm. uh, it was very pleasant to see like a galaxy class starship yeah. in there. Um, oh my God, it's blinking on me now, but whatever Voyager's class is, um, it's blinking uh, on me for whatever reason, but um, me too, really. yeah, but it, the, the one of their, one of that, one of those types of ships they were they were in on all of this as well like it was just cool to see all of those things intrepid class intrepid yes yeah. um so yeah it was cool just to see all of those things in there but uh yeah anyway ben uh final thoughts on episode 10 and what would you give it um i have no further thoughts on it uh i i'm actually if I'd done it after the first watching, I'd have said um, three and three quarters. Uh, mm -hmm. It did bear a second watching, and, and I enjoyed it far more second time through. Uh, I don't understand, incidentally, one weird point is why Wesley and um, Court had to use what appeared to be a Federation transporter, incidentally, at the end there. That is a um, little weird, right? It was very strange. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> I think in total... I can fairly safely give it four and a half. Oh, wow. Hmm. Quite good. I, I landed lower than you even. I mm -hmm. It was a very stern, a very stern and sturdy four is what I gave this. But mm 
that's a big markup from how the first season of this yeah. show ended. Like I was very much prepared to be like, uh, I hope season three will be better than this. And I yeah. do hope season three will be better than this, but you know, not in the way, like it didn't end with that taste in my mouth of like, it better be better than this. Uh, you know, like I hope in general, the whole season is better than this whole season, but this ended in a way where I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm pretty happy with how this ended by and large. I like, I don't have any major complaints and a lot of stuff ended in ways that made me happy. I gotta say, uh, one last thing before we go, uh, you and I both really liked Rios as a character. Kind of yeah. sucks when Guinan's like, oh, yeah, he died in a bar fight trying to get, like, supplies. Yes. <laughs> like, that's kind of a shitty way to go. And it's like he ended up leaving Teresa. Uh, like, he died before her anyway. So, uh, yeah. like, that's uh, kind of a crap way to go Not out. the ending I wanted for uh, no. most of all. Honestly, with all the Star Trek Four references throughout this show, I was truly hoping that he was just going to take them with him into the future, which I know all, w- could potentially mm. alter a lot of stuff. So I get, I get it. We but... might still get, we might still get Santiago uh, Cabrera back though, because mm-hmm. um, seems unlikely. But of course, somewhere within the Borg's massive metal, yeah, uh, there is La Serena. Um, That's in true. fact, somewhere within their databases, they also have the holograms. Um, presumably, the holograms, of yes. which there are several. Uh, so we could well see him back. In, yes, uh, in season three. Oh, I think it would be a little cheeky to do that, but also, I, I like stuff I read online tells me that he played quite well with mm-hmm. with the audience. People enjoyed the For character. Sure, I thought he was great. Um, yeah, and I. I wonder whether they might shoehorn him into season three. Hmm. Uh, he's not one of the people who's definitely said he's not in season three. Yeah, um, I wouldn't so be mad. Far, no, I mean you've got Alison Pill who's not. You've got um, uh, what's the guy? Um, I've forgotten the name. Uh, the actress who plays or played the Borg Queen sort of primary version in this. Yeah, um, I don't remember her name either. Um, no, I'm afraid her name's gone out of my brain. Um, Jerry Ryan and. Uh, Michelle Hurd have not said that they're not returning, actually. I was just uh, catching up on the, the information about Any Annie Wershing um, was the Borg Queen, original that's Borg it. Queen. That's, yeah. that's it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd like to see him back, actually. I I, I was quite keen on... Um, uh, quite keen on... Uh, on Cristobal. But, yeah, yeah, he um, was great. Um, yeah, oh, you know I mean, what? Uh, I was just going to say one. I keep thinking one more thing, and I keep thinking of thoughts that I was going to include into this. Speaking of, and this is another tiny thing, but I just wanted to mention it because this will be my last chance to mention it. Um, mm. Things that they tie together. This is a thing that it's it's almost a throwaway line, but it's one of those things that like only like weird Trek fans like you and I would be like, I respect this uh, nod to continuity, like this loophole in continuity that you've just. Uh, that you just tied up Picard mentions that he would, um, you know, obviously the whole story is his father had locked his mother away in a room for her own protection. Mm. And he had, he didn't understand her mental illness. He just missed her and he found the key and unlocked the door and then laid with her in bed. And when she woke up, you know, she realized that she could get out and she did. And she hung herself. And that's, this is what's haunted him his whole life. But he mentioned to Talon that, 
you know, something that he would do, he'd often reminisce or like have these, uh, sort of fake memory. Like he'd imagine Mm. like her growing up as an old woman and they would have tea together, which is a callback to an episode of the very first season of next gen where they go to that weird play with the traveler, by the way, who Mm -hmm. takes them there to this place in space where their thoughts become reality and he sees his mother on, you know, in one of the hallways of the Enterprise, and she's old, and she's having tea, like you know, and she wants him to sit yeah, down and have tea with him. Yeah, which would make you to think that his mom is, you know, dead but lived to old age or whatever. That scene is, if you've rewatched it since, I have. Um, yeah, it's brutal, isn't it? Now it is. It's it's they've added, uh, you know, some people could be like, you know, you're re- and they are retconning, but. In a great way. Like, it adds so much. If you then go back and watch the scene, it adds so much more heft to it. Uh, So I think that was great. I I thought that was was worth mentioning. But, uh, yeah, okay. So good scores all around. Uh, Not a bad ending at all. And, honestly, I'm happy that it ended on a good note because I want to be excited for season three. I did not want to go coming off of this season being like, uh, I hope season three is fun. Now I'm really leaning more towards like season three is going to be fun. Um, yeah, agreed. Hopefully they don't have the pacing issues, but we shall see. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm <clears throat> otherwise I'm otherwise I am excited in the meantime, everybody, mm-hmm. you can head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. And of course, this is a listener supported podcast, everybody. And there are a couple of different ways you can help out there. If you so choose, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cinema geekly. And we have our merchandise store as well. Geeklymerch.com. <laughs> that is the merch store. Links for both are in the show notes for this episode. And of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify, and Audible too. Just search for I'm a Doctor, Not a Podcast. Hit subscribe. And that way, you'll be able to join us next time when we talk about Star Trek Strange New Worlds, Episode 1, called Strange New Worlds. <laughs> <laughs>